This is the Yob ConvoCast. One-on-one conversations with your other brother's authors, community members, supporters, and friends. What's up, friends, and welcome back to the Yob ConvoCast. Happy New Year, everybody. It's 2023. So great. Um, excited to kick off a new year. I know the last you know couple months of podcasting, it's been a very erratic schedule with retreats and holidays and all the like. So um, 2023, it's a new year. We got a new schedule, a new rhythm. And so I'm excited to get back into the flow more regularly, Lord willing, once again. Uh, excited to kick off the year with somebody who was supposed to finish the year, but we had some, some technical difficulties, which maybe he'll share about. But he's a returning guest, and I'm so glad because we first met him in the wonder that was our Enneagram convo cast series. One of the only threes in our community. He's a very rare breed. And so I'm delighted that he's back. He's no longer a guest. He, I think I can call him my friend now. We've hung out a few times. I'm so delighted that he's back. Adam, what's up? Um, that is so sweet. That really just warmed my heart. I was feeling very mm. upset at you um, for one, uh, blaming on no stop no no yes no i'm turning the hourglass continue stressed out i'm so stressed out by the hourglass it's so annoyed about about that um yeah the (laughs) the being confined to 30 minutes is just uh, my absolute nightmare i hate this so much um so i was annoyed at you about that and then i was just annoyed at you for blaming or for bringing up the fact that i was supposed to be on this podcast at the end of the year and now you're just making me feel guilty and bad about that i'm sorry i didn't mean to do that you got you yeah, got you sick, did. and then it just it it was no big deal. Like honestly, it would have been it great. It was to have. a big deal. We it were going to talk about deal. Christmas, were, and then you we did it. So that's fine. nice, and kept being like flexible and willing to reschedule. And then I just kept flaking every single day, and I just felt <laughs> terrible. And you brought that up, but then you all undercut all of that by saying, "I'm a friend." You're a friend. All is forgiven. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so great to have you because we've gotten to hang out a couple times in good old Georgia, my slash your stomping ground. So it's been fun to just get to connect with you. It's been very surreal. I mean, I've told you this, but it's been very surreal, like walking streets that I walked or driving down streets that I've driven down a million times and seeing it in a whole, through a whole new set of eyes. Like even just the last time we hung out, we were walking through this park alongside a road, a major road in Athens that I've driven down hundreds of times, thousands of times. And like, I never knew that park was even there. And so like, even just that microcosm of an experience of seeing my city, my old hometown through new eyes, thanks to you. Like, that's just so cool. So thank you for expanding my horizons a little bit. I'm so glad it's been a positive experience. And I all I want to do is just to win you back over to you considering yourself a Georgia boy. Oof. <laughs> I know I still have a long (laughs) Georgia by I'll just keep chipping away because there's so much that Georgia has to offer. And I know it's, Mm. you know, triggering for you. And, you know, you had all these negative experiences in college and whatnot. And I've had plenty of negative experiences here too, but there's a lot of beauty here. There is, there is. And I have some things to say about that. But, you know, when you said Georgia boy, I had a shudder of like dismay and doom go through my body. So I'm going to cleanse the palate because I got this Christmas gift over the holidays. I checked my P.O. box. Shout out to the P.O. box people who send me letters and packages in the mail. Um, The Po' Boys. The Po' Boys. (laughs) 
that's funny. Yeah, yeah, because we have a few who send me letters or send me gifts. And it's really not that I'm looking for gifts. Gifts are my last love language, so please. But this was actually a really good gift because um, I don't know. Well, the viewers can't see it because it's not a video podcast, but you can see it, Adam. Um, it's this little circular box with a sparrow. Aww. I mean, it's probably not a sparrow, but hashtag every bird is a sparrow. And your other <laughs> it's definitely a sparrow, yeah. <laughs> and it's like this little circular box, but when you smell it... It smells like cinnamon and bark and it's like so soothing. Whoa. So I'm going to, I'm going to put it up to the camera. It. So get a sniff like that just erased yeah, all like the little... anxiety. Yeah. Of it that. Did. I feel so much calmer <laughs> and yeah. Okay. I'm glad you feel calmer as well. Um, we're all calm. Everything is great. We're that's all calm so, that's a really nice gift. Wait, but what's the connection to, Oh, the connection was you were just stressed out about my, I wanted to start off. So I have the hourglass sitting here just to, to chronicle our 30 minutes together. And then I also have this little circular box to kind of get me in a peaceful, uh, rejuvenated headspace. This is my first podcast in so many weeks. So it's good to like get back, back in the flow. And I wanted to reference what you said about being a Georgia boy, because one of my favorite moments from this retreat, I don't know if it's one of yours, but it's one of mine was when the Georgia Bulldogs were playing a game. I don't even know who they were playing that week when we were at the retreat because you were at the retreat. Um, yeah. And you referenced that the game was happening. Or no, you referenced that the the Georgia Bulldogs were winning because it was like the middle yeah. of the game. And I asked yeah. you a question. I said, are they winning? <laughs> and you... I don't know if you said, I hate you or get away from me. You said something derogatory and that then you literally like shoved me. You pushed my shoulder <laughs> and I moved back like three feet at least. Um, and you were just dismayed, disgusted. I don't know what language you can clarify on your end of the perspective of this, but um, that, I referred, that I referred to Georgia as they, the third person plural, instead of we, the first exactly. person. Exactly. And I'm literally Do you a care to comment? Teacher, so <laughs> of course I would pick up on that. I mean, my first comment would be that you seem to kind of be uh, a little bit of a drama queen, just the way you describe this whole interaction. It's like, Perhaps. and my shoulders fell back and my physical body, you know, stepped back a few paces. I mean, it was, it was just a playful little shove you know i <laughs> <laughs> but i remember um, there were there are people around us and you their eyes turned their faces turned like oh my gosh what's happening is is he like angry at tom like what what happened is something <laughs> but i knew it was all playful and it was fun but i i was like that's so funny and ever since then ever since then i i have taken it upon myself to be more conscious about referring to the georgia bulldogs in a yeah. ownership way and it's really cool because as of this recording they are in fact indeed in the national championship game again for the second year in a row um now granted they're playing like a severe underdog that it's hard for me not to root for the underdog but for the sake of this conversation eh. i will root for be rooting for the Georgia Bulldogs. And who knows when this episode comes out. Thank you. They may have already played, but um, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully have won. I mean, the, the other schools in Texas, how much, has there any, ever been any underdog from Texas? It's Texas. That's true. <laughs> they don't need your support. They, they've got, they're not actually an underdog. They just underachievers. So, but I, I, sorry for, for bullying you and for saying derogatory comments and it's okay. uh, you weren't like, you weren't being a drama queen i'm just gaslighting you and actually it was pretty intense it was an intense moment but sarcasm and undercutting like these are all love languages that rank higher t for me than gifts so I, I i kind of thrive i thrive off of it it's probably unhealthy but i thrive off of someone shoving me and telling me they hate me or 
Okay, yeah, we, we should probably work through that. <laughs> Can anyone relate? I mean, this goes out to we did a retreat and we, we had something in the retreat manual about like, please keep your sarcasm in check because we're a bunch of sensitive boys. And so I'm not following my own advice by embracing the sarcasm and the irony and all of the the backwards way of loving another human can can be presented. But I don't know, for whatever reason, that draws to me. Yeah, just maybe bring that to a counselor or something. I don't know. <laughs> I will. Just think about that. I will. So you were at the retreat. Did you have, uh, other than that moment, of course, did you have any any highlight from, from your first camp retreat with Yab? Does anything stand out? What was kind of your general takeaway real quick before we move on? Yeah, we're really putting me on the spot, but that's not a problem at all because I would definitely say the first thing that came comes to mind as a real highlight for me was that something I was really wanting to do going into the retreat was just to really kind of connect with God and be able to like slow down and have a little bit of time to just, of course, you know, there's a lot of busyness at the retreat with, or like a full schedule of interacting with the other guys and doing all sorts of things, which are all really fun. And we're all highlights as well. Um, But I also really wanted just to be able to like get away from my insane routine and just to be able to like have a little bit of time to like connect with God and just kind of recenter myself. And I really was able to do that. I mean, all throughout the retreat, but I would say especially Saturday morning early, um, just being able to like wake up early and be out um, on the rocking chairs overlooking the pond and just like talk with God and connect with him and journal and whatnot and spend some time doing that. And that was just, it was really, really refreshing mm-hmm. and helpful moving forward. And so that was one definite highlight. I felt like I was really up. Those, yeah, those early mornings at the retreat, I'm somebody who, who love, I usually, well, sometimes I get up early in my day-to-day life, but not as early at the retreat. For whatever reason, like 6 a.m., 5.30 a.m. rolls around at the retreat and I'm like bolted up in my bed ready to go. And it's like, it doesn't feel forced. Like I feel like legitimately eager to start the day and it's like quiet and dark. And this year we had a lake. And so there was like kind of this hazy fog that hung over the lake and into the trees, into the into the hills. And so um, this year in particular was particularly gratifying to, to wake up early in the dark quiet of our retreat, knowing that there are like in just an hour or two, like there'll be 50 humans running around and it's going to be a little bit of chaos, but you know, it was nice. It was a nice slow start in the morning. And I hope, um, yeah, I hope, uh, it was a, it was a true retreat experience for you and for all the other ones who either came for the first time or multiple times now. It really truly was, by the way, I, um, whenever I, I tend to share anything. And I actually meet with my counselor over Zoom as well. Well, not over Zoom, but over like, you know, online or through something, some Zoom app, Zoom apparatus. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyhow, um, I, if I'm ever like sharing something or like trying to think of what I'm trying to say, I always like look away and, um, and which I did just now and thinking back to the retreat and to that morning. And then when I looked back, it was like, I was seeing you again for the first time. And I was like, whoa, Tom, you're looking great this morning. Looking so handsome. Oh, and your thanks. lighting, your lighting, it's the lighting. is impeccable. <laughs> it's so, well, no, no, it goes far beyond that. It's, a lighting, it's good all lighting fabrication. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. But you're looking very handsome today. Thank you. You know, yeah, the lighting is part of it, I will say. And I knew when I jumped into Yob full time, my my like five-year-old four-year-old laptop webcam wasn't cutting it i was like i need to do better than this and so you know i've invested in a webcam and multiple lights i have lights on all sides of me so hopefully 
creating a it's again it's a bummer for the to the listener that they can't see what you're seeing <laughs> but oh well <laughs> sad completely agree with that it is very heartbreaking you know maybe it's for the best though because this might be a little bit of a stumbling block for them to we see any kind of video <laughs> video you're too kind you're too kind adam um this is a shout out to the listeners like i my goal for 2023 is to get more of our listeners on this show on the convo cast, because that was such a joy from that Enneagram series, which I'm still grateful for you to, to just jump into that, whether you had anxiety or not, if you're just a three, that's totally confident all the time. Or if there's any shred of anxiety, like you did it along with a bunch of other new people who came on that series. I hope a bunch of them will come back too. Maybe you will inspire some of those, some of those Ennea nerds to come outside of that series, you know? Great segue from Enneagram, because we could talk about Enneagram again all over again, but the listeners don't want that anymore. But last time, one of the last times we hung out actually in Georgia, um, we brought up the kind of the redheaded stepchild, the forgotten child of personality systems, Strengths Finder. Shout out to yeah, Strengths Finder. Strengths <laughs> we, talk about, Finder. we talk about Enneagram and Myers Briggs so much. But Strengths Finder, you mentioned one of your, or I think it was your top strength actually. And I thought this would be a great topic to dive into for the remainder of our time um, yeah. as we kick off a new year, as we look ahead at 2023 and beyond. So what is your top strength, if you don't mind sharing? Tom, I'd be happy to share. My top strength is positivity. Wait, could you say that louder? You broke up. Positivity. <laughs> I wasn't sure what, what, what came through the recording on that. Okay, positivity. What does that mean? What does positivity mean to you? I don't know. I mean, I'm not some bridesmaid who's going to pull up like a Webster's dictionary definition of <laughs> what is love or marriage or so. I'm not, I'm not basic. I, I didn't mm. stop and define my terms like a good debater would. Is there a, is there a good corresponding scripture that you can share with us? <laughs> Why are you putting me on this? <laughs> like I should have this? asked you to research some things. Like give me a definition from Queen Miriam. We love Queen Miriam. Queen or, Miriam. Or a scripture that goes with it. No, it's fine. How would you put it in your own words? Well, no, no, no. Uh, well, okay. I didn't say I couldn't do it. Um, I you're, you're, <laughs> I can I can do all things through Christ. Oh, amen. Amen. Yes, Which you can. Could, I could feel like that could, well, okay. If there's like, I feel like that could maybe work, or at least that certainly helps with an attitude of positivity. Um, but if there is like any verse that comes to mind um, uh, about like redemption, about like God's character, it being in his nature to be a redeemer that I, that would be a verse that I would think about in regards to positivity. Yeah. Well, Ephesians one seven, and then we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of trespass, our trespasses mm -hmm. according to the riches of his grace, like anything having to do with just God's nature as a redeemer. It's like, that makes me think of positivity. I don't know if there's, that's like the most obvious or direct correlation, but um, that's like, where we could place our hope in and actual find and actually find like real enduring strength of positivity for sure and that's very and that's very fourish of you in a way because that's kind of the 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 force thing it's like taking taking what's dark and gruesome and ugly and battered and broken down in the world and trying to find redemption because because it ties that ties sort of into my top strength which is restorative and so it's like this 
this notion that everything broken can be redeemed. There is a there is a silver lining, despite the brokenness and darkness and everything that's wrong with the world or with humanity or what have you. And so, um, so we align a little bit there. There's 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 some crossover. There's a little nuance, a little little uh, divergence maybe in certain ways, but. Um, but I think that's so interesting to talk about positivity in this episode because, you know, I don't want to paint too broad a brush for the Yab community. I, I don't. I want to be careful about generalizing because we've all been generalized. We've all been stereotyped. But, um, you know, there's it's a struggle bus sometimes. There's a lot. There's a lot of darkness. There's a lot of um, wounds. There's a lot of brokenness. There's a lot of um, just difficult situations, difficult family dynamics, difficult friendships, um, struggles online or. Um, struggles. I mean, I could rattle off a million things that our community struggles with, but um, in the face of all that, staying positive, like I, I'm just really curious how that hits you. Like um, we, we can look at 2023 in a moment, but let's, let's, you know, let's zoom out even beyond the year ahead. Um, just like when you look at your own life, when you consider your own faith, your sexuality, your sense of masculinity, like is it just, is that just how you are? Is like, you're just naturally positive about everything. Do you struggle with positivity in certain areas compared to others? Or, um, yeah. How does, how does positivity land with you in those arenas that we talk about here in Yab? Yeah. I mean, I, I totally understand and can absolutely relate to all of the categories of difficulty that you just named. Um, yeah. And I, I had a really difficult upbringing. I mean, I've, I've, yeah, just had a hard life. Um, and, but especially, but I think that's partly inherent with growing up in the church or even outside the church with same sex attraction and, or growing up queer or gay to any, to any extent. Um, yeah. So I think those are struggles we can all relate to. And I definitely had, a. I think, I'm not sure whether I, was just born naturally positive or whether I became positive through just as a weird result of my upbringing or my place in my family and different other personality quirks or whether I'm positive because of my relationship with God, maybe like a mix of all three. But I do remember really struggling and feeling really upset about and embittered about um, growing up, having the, or cultivating the reputation of being very positive and being just happy all the time. Um, when I was, I always took it upon myself to be regulating people's emotions and helping, especially the women of my family feel better and tending to their needs and providing a lot of empathy, which is my number two strength. I think if you're not going to anchor positivity with empathy, then it can get really toxic when you're dealing with people. Mm -hmm. Um, If that positivity isn't based in anything like real or actually Mm -hmm. useful um, or any based in any like pain, I guess I, and there was just a lot of difficulty and strife in my family of origin and growing up and a lot of different um, mental illnesses in my family um, that I found myself caught in the middle of. And so I, I, and I was also a middle child. So I was very much a peacemaker and took all these roles upon myself. And I was my parents, little, especially my mom's little like show pony. You know, I, it was like, it all fell on me to go out and perform and to 
uphold our family's name and reputation and go make a good impression on people. And is a show any, pony different from a show horse? How do you differentiate? <laughs> you know, so I actually I like grew up with horses um, ah. and ponies. There's just a level of patronizing to it for me, naming myself as a pony as opposed to a horse. Like a horse mm. has more power, and I had zero power okay. as a show pony. I was just, yeah, paraded out and You're always like had the, a ton the pride of pride of the family. Like this is this is who. We are encapsulated. Right. Or my, or my mom would just like go, boy. I would be at church or honestly, this happened recently. I was at a funeral <laughs> the other week and oh. there are all these like, you just laughed and then I said funeral. <laughs> Hello. I, was I funeral. love it. Someone died. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, um, and I, uh, my mom did the, fell back into the same pattern of going, so-and-so is over there. You should go talk with them and you should go talk with them. You should go talk with them and you should connect with though. And, and, but in a, you know, in her subtle way, but I knew exactly mm-hmm. what she was doing. And, um, there's just a lot of pressure to go out and perform and not disappoint my mom. And then to impress the people who she's gone and sent me to talk to. And it was difficult, um, growing up, uh, struggling with realizing that I was gay and with all this pressure that was on me and, um, even, I even felt pressure just around my house. Like I didn't feel safe in my own house and I felt pressure to maintain the peace and keep up appearances. So even just walking around the house, I'd always be positive and upbeat and, um, feel pressure to kind of put on a performance to some extent, even just around the house. And so my parents would sometimes say about me, he doesn't even, his face doesn't even know how to make a frown. Like he's just so happy and upbeat all the time. And he's so positive and he never goes through anything difficult. And I, they kept, would say that. And they still sometimes continue to say that. And it is frustrates me to no end. And it's really painful to hear because I was dealing with so much pain and difficulty, but I was just dealing with it all on my own, completely isolated as a kid. Um, my parents just had no idea all, all that I was going through since I was this closet little kid and just struggling and then having all this pressure, pressure to perform and to make peace and to keep people's emotions in check and to help tend to other people's needs, like everyone's needs, emotional needs, but my own. And so, yeah, I can definitely relate to um, a lot of people struggling to be positive, given all the suffering that kind of comes um, hand in hand with growing up gay or same-sex attracted in the church. Um, And it really frustrated me that I was only viewed as this like happy, smiling kid when... I was actually going through a lot of pain and a lot of suffering. Um, And so as to how I still managed to be positive, I think one, I encountered God at a really young age and I was reliant on him and dependent on him to kind of endure. Um, And I encountered him at a really in a really real way at a young age too, like through my family's house burning down and us like losing everything. And just through a lot of 
hardship and suffering, all I had to rely on was God. And I think in coming into intimate relationship with him and gaining a lot of experience of doing life with him, you do start to see how much it is in his nature just to redeem and to work all things to the good of those who love him when they're called according to his purpose and to, I mean, really turn the most like painful and difficult circumstances. If you really like trust him and are patient and really give yourself to him and trust in his character. Um, I mean, he'll turn the the craziest thing and bring beauty out of ashes. And he is always redeeming and he's always um, bringing new life, even out of death. And so I think a lot of my positivity does get strengthened by having witnesses that being true to his character and true to who he is and seeing him. Yeah. Just come through in that way time and time again. That's beautiful. I mean, it always, I think, you know, we we're a community starting with the faith component. You know, we also have the homosexuality and the masculinity component as well, but it starts with our faith in God. And I think, um, you know, I'm so glad, I'm so glad you exist as a human, let alone in our community. But I mean, we just need, we need that constant reminder. Cause I think, you know, I think there's someone, someone like you that may, that doesn't mean you don't struggle. And I'm so glad you shared about kind of your, some of your difficult upbringing and things that you, that weren't easy by any means. Um, but just being able to constantly see the anchor and see the hope maybe, maybe more clearly than some of the rest of us, most of the rest of us, perhaps, um, and being able to constantly remind not only yourself, but remind us that if our faith is solid and, and, and we believe who Jesus is and, um, and the calling that he has for us, if we can remember the times where he's provided in the past and when he's, um, you know, been that light and been that redemption for us in the past, then, then logically he will do that again. He will continue to, to do that. And I, I know I, I need that in my life, the constant reminder from either from people like you or just flipping up through my journals whenever the moment strikes and being able to just remember like, oh yeah, I went through this extremely awful, difficult season. And then there was this turnaround and there was a new perspective that was gained from it or a new gift that was given or a new relationship or a new, um, I don't know, just any sort of new thing. And that's, that's kind of where the restorative comes in too, is just being able to, um, persist through any times of, of difficulty or slowing down or feeling like things are not working at full optimum capacity. Um, and then just trusting that God's God is working, God is doing something. So I don't know. I hope, I hope that's a a reminder for people listening that maybe we just went through the holiday season, which can be a very dark, um, lonely time for a lot of people listening. So I hope as we start a new year that there can be a sense of positivity and the bigger picture of the story. God is right. Not just in 2023, but, but beyond. Yeah. And I, it's, and if you haven't had that experience of God yet, then if you are even just operating at like the base level of just simple belief in him, and um, then you can still trust that you will have those experiences more and more and more as you do life with him, because he can't deny who he is. And he says like one of his names is like Redeemer of Israel. He is Redeemer. That's who he is. It says it over and over in the Psalms. And that's just one of his names. That is who he is. That's intrinsic to his character and to his nature. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so he can't deny that part of himself. He can't deny who he is. Just like we, I can't help being an Enneagram 3, and you can't help being an Enneagram 4, and I can't help 
having the specific strengths and weaknesses that I have. Um, I would say my number one you weakness have weaknesses? is tell me, tell me one. Yeah. Weakness. Well, I would say my bottom, I would say my bottom strength, something I really struggle with is uh, adaptability. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to, sometimes I feel like a, like a, an AI or like a robot because I have to, I feel like I, I can, I can feel like the little gears like clicking in my head whenever I have to shift gears and something changes really drastically mm. and I have to like just sit there and just like, okay, let's, let's like, like the gears are grinding and I'm just like, okay, let's, let's refocus and redo this. I'm terrible at that. And a lot of things. Um, and I, I don't know geography at all. Um, and I, I just constantly embarrass myself. I, I know about as much about geography as a kindergartner. That's so so out of left field. I was like, "What is he talking about? Geography?" Oh, okay. I know. Sorry, well, you, you said my weaknesses, and that's honestly. Uh, that's well, just, we balanced each other out because I was a Carmen San Diego kid. If you even know what that is, it's a 90s, I love Carmen San Diego nineties game show, and they turned it into like computer games and all these things. My geography. favorite was oh, "Where in Time it. Is Carmen San Diego?" That's good. So too, I was more yeah. time travel than geography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time and history. That was the focus of that spinoff, but. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Your geography limits are balanced here in this conversation. Yeah. So also even in the strength of positivity, there is some difficulty even within that, you know, in, in a comical sense, not in like a really extremely difficult sense. Um, but it sometimes feels like my reality is a little bit distorted and I have a really hard time. I, I especially when I was younger and didn't realize this about myself, I had a really hard time making it to places on time because anytime my default assumption would be that I would meet, make my, I would make it there in the optimal amount of time. Like if it took 15 minutes to get there on a perfect day, then I'm going to assume I can make it there in like 13 and then I would make it there in like 20 and I'd be so confused. I'd be like, wait, I thought I allotted for enough time. And I, yeah, I never did. Cause I was just, I always made the most positive assumption about things. This is why you were five minutes late to our last uh, meetup. <laughs> to bring that up. <laughs> which is literally, which is literally does not matter to me at all. But I apologize if that makes you feel self-conscious. No, it doesn't. But I did want you to feel guilty. Good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, um, Adam, look, we are, we're at, sand is running out. We're almost out of time. What's one thing, what is one thing you were positive for in 2023? What is something 12 months in the future or less that you are just optimistic about, positive about either in your life or in the scope of humanity? <laughs> what are you positive well, about this year? I, all Christmas was always very special to me growing up but it was also came with its own share of difficulties because of family situations and things outside my control and growing up i always felt like christmas my christmases were being stolen from me mm. and in order to kind of reclaim that as an adult and get as much christmas in as i needed i've started to make my own kind of uh traditions and practices. And I actually always, I've now for several years practiced February Christmas. So I celebrate Christmas in like November and December, you know, with people, with my family. And then once February hits, I kick it back up. So I turn back the Christmas music, you know, I blast that Mariah. um, And 
her second album, by the way, her second Christmas album is vastly underrated. Her first album is absolute Christmas perfection. It's mm-hmm. classic. It's it's unbeatable. And her second album is vastly underrated. It's such a bop. She's like more loose and more fun and more carefree. Anyhow, so I listen to Christmas music in February and I just kind of find little ways to like treat myself and kind of connect with God and connect with friends. And then I yeah, I celebrate my birthday in February and it's just a wow grand old time. I have the best time. February Christmas is maybe better than December Christmas in my opinion. I have never heard of such a thing. What a what an enigma you are. This is amazing. I never knew this about you. Wow. Thanks, Do you Tom. celebrate Valentine's Day or is that just part of, of Christmas? Of course. Yeah. I, Valentine's I love Valentine's Day. Day. Or, yeah. Oh no, Valentine's Day. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm so sick of the disrespect being shown to Valentine's Day. <laughs> you know, it, regardless of whether you're single or not, and I'm very single, like let's celebrate other people's love. That's a wonderful mm-hmm. thing. We don't need to be, um, we don't Mr. need to Positive. be focusing. I know. I know. We don't need to be focusing on our own misery. Let's like, you know, use some empathy. Let's get our, get outside ourselves. Let's like look beyond ourselves and like, let's celebrate, um, the love of all the lots of people around us and Mm. celebrate the fact that like we can access that as well. We're going to need, we're going to need this spirit once, um, you know, I don't know how often you check our discord, but when February rolls around, we're going to need some positivity on the board because we have a lot lot of angst in the room. No, I'll offense. bring back that that bullying spirit. I'll just as I go. bullied you into liking Georgia and pushed <laughs> you around, I'll start shoving people into lockers in Discord as well. Embrace the love this Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's great. And I man, Christmas all month long in February. What a fun, what a fun thing. That's so fun. That's so cool. Yeah. Um people some, should just make their own Christmas traditions. Make that's your own traditions. Yeah. To redeem I'm glad we were able to I'm glad we we're able to rewire Christmas back into this conversation. It kind of redeems the conversation that we couldn't have a few weeks ago. So there we go. We got got that got in there. Um, something that I'm quickly positive about for 2023. You know, we've been talking about your other sisters for many months now on the podcast, mm. off and on, off and on. Um, and it, we're having really good conversations. And I think I don't know. I'm just I'm just going to go out on a limb and be really positive that at some point in 2023 that will actually be a thing. That's that's something I'm positive. Yeah, about. I'm so excited for that. I'm very Let's hopeful, see. positive for that too. Let's let, let's see. Let's see what uh, maybe our next Convocast appearance looks like. Spoiler alert or or foreshadowing alerts. We'll see. We'll see who we bring on in our next episode. But yeah, um, I'm excited for that. And then something else I'm positive in my own life is, you know, I've been trying to get to Alaska for literally three years now. I was going to go the year of the pandemic and then that happened. Um, and I've been to 49 states plus Puerto Rico. So I've been like everywhere in this country that I can go except Whoa. for Alaska. And so yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm positive. I'm hopeful that Alaska is going to be in my life this year. So stay tuned. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. You yeah. gotta let us know. Yeah. I know. I know. Thanks. We'll see. We'll see what the year happens when it pulls. This was lovely. Our sand has run out. We went a little over, but that's okay. It's fun to go over yeah. sometimes. I know sometimes with some people, I'm like looking at the sand, praying that the sand comes quickly. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I like talking to all my guests. Truly, it's been, always been a great conversation. But um, no, this is good. This is a great way to kick off the year. I'm glad it worked out. I'm glad it was ordained this way forever and ago that you would be our first podcast guest of 2023. And we can kick off the year with hopefully a little bit of positivity and um, I don't know. So. I hope people have a new perspective that maybe they didn't have 30 minutes ago. So thank you, Adam. Yeah, I seriously Lovely. am so honored. This has been so much fun. Not nearly long enough, but yeah, I really loved it. Thanks, we'll just Tom. have to come back and share more about 
your other strengths or your other traditions or whatever else. You've got a lot to talk about, I'm sure. Absolutely. And you'll have to come down to Georgia again, especially after we win the national championship. Come and celebrate. That's right. Go dogs. We'll see. We'll see if they can pull it off. Dogs. Glory, glory. (laughs) We didn't even mention, we buried the lead. We didn't even mention that like, you and I went to the same church in Georgia. And yeah. The <laughs> first time hanging out in Georgia, like the first time I met you in person, like that was a revelation that happened when we hung out. And I, we realized we went to the same church for six years or five years, however long I went there. So like, what a, a what a world. Really weird, wild revelation that made the world seem very, very small. Yeah. And to be able to find proof and to go back to old, church directories and find (laughs) your teenage pictures my awkward teenage pictures and then at the same time you're like a precious little whatever eight-year-old nine-year-old or something like you were a very your pictures are adorable you were a very cute teenager and i cherish them and i just wish we could have been friends sooner made a nice connection at that church i almost said it um but that church that shall not be named yeah that's yeah, which I, I know. I, I like. think about it's that. I was service. like, I was like, we probably sat three three pews apart at multiple services yeah. during those five years that I was there. Like, but never would have known. Where did you Where did you like to sit? Where did your family sit? We, we sat, sat in like the balcony to the yeah, left. Yeah, we were in the balcony, side. balcony on the right side. So maybe we were like standing wow. across from each other. You know, well, like right from from like if you're on stage, is it to the right or to the left? On stage, it's to the left. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We were, wow. That's crazy. Tom. That's a world. Yeah. Small world moment. I've had many small world moments doing Yab over the years of realizing connections geographically where people live or where they grew up, but none smaller yeah. than that one. So you have that yeah. claim, that claim <laughs> to fame. We'll see if anyone else uh, can get closer to me. <laughs> I love a claim to fame. Love it. All right, Adam, we'll have a lovely 2023. Thanks for kicking it, kicking it off with us here. You too. It's my pleasure. Thank you, um, fellow sparrows, we'll continue, hopefully again, with a no- more regular rhythm. Stay tuned for another Yobcast coming soon, another Convo cast coming soon. Um, so until we cast our next combo, see you later, friends. Bye. Bye.